Haggai 1. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet, to Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Jehozadak the high priest. Thus says the Lord of hosts, These people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Is it a time for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? Now, therefore, thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have your fill. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so to put them in a bag with holes. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that I may take pleasure in it and that I may be glorified, says the Lord. You looked for much and behold, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I blew it away. Why, declares the Lord of hosts, because my house, because of my house that lies in ruins, while each of you busies himself with his own house. Therefore, the heavens above you have withheld the dew and the earth has withheld its produce. And I have called you, and I have called for a drought on the land and the hills, on the grain and the new wine, the oil, on what the ground brings forth, on man and beast, and on all their labors. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So today I have as um, our guest, Courtney Moore. She is, uh, she has a ministry called Women in Work. Isn't that right? That's right. Um, that's right. I'm right. And I met her at um, the Gospel Coalition and also um, Women's Conference. And uh, Jason Dees, one of our pastors, uh, introduced us via email as well. Um, y'all knew each other in uh, in seminary? In Is seminary, that right? yeah. I think okay. we came in the same year. So, yeah. Okay, we there. awesome. So, uh, we appreciate you so much, Courtney, coming and talking about this book, Haggai, which, um, as many of you know, is a what we call a minor prophet because it is a uh, shorter one, not because it's less important. And um, let's just set a little bit of the context of this book. You know, we had the King, King David, obviously. Um, let's go back that far in history. Then his son Solomon. Solomon built the temple. And then Solomon died, and he had a, a son, Rehoboam. And Rehoboam was not wise and didn't listen to wise counsel and caused a split in the kingdom. So we had this northern kingdom of Israel that went, 10 tribes went to the north, and then two tribes of Judah stayed around Jerusalem. And I always remember that, like those northern tribes, they all had, all the kings were evil because they did not worship in the way that the Lord had prescribed in Jerusalem in the temple. Uh, they came up with their own ways of worship. So they were all evil, and God um, brought judgment and discipline on his people through Assyria. And we had talked about that in a previous book when we discussed, um, I think, some other Nahum and uh, anyway, talking about Nineveh and Jonah. But anyway, so Assyria, that was like in about 700, what was that, 720 BC, I think. So then we go forward a couple, um, 150 to 200 more years. And God, same thing with Judah. They had some good kings, but a lot of bad kings. And uh, they were always struggling with worshiping God in the ways that he had prescribed and having idols. And so God brought judgment on them as well through Babylon. Um, that was in 586 BC. So then Babylon is then conquered by King Cyrus, who we um, talk, we heard about in the book of Ezra. And then his 
um, one of the kings that came after is Darius. And that's the time period that we are talking about with Haggai. So we have a remnant of people who are left in Jerusalem, in Judah, after all of this um, invasion and exile. But uh, they are living there. But the temple is in ruins after um, the invasion of Babylon. So this is the moment that God sends Haggai, this prophet, to these people in Jerusalem. And um, what are your thoughts, Courtney? What, what is Haggai's message? Well, Haggai's message is ultimately in these first 11 verses to encourage the people um, to, to rebuild the temple. Now's the time. Mm-hmm. And just like you mentioned, you talked about Ezra. This book really goes hand in hand with Ezra. And I feel like when our listeners um, are studying the book of Haggai, they really need to keep a a bookmark right on Ezra so they can flip back and forth and kind of see, okay, this is where Haggai's even speaking into. Um, But I was thinking, even just the fact that God uses prophets, I feel like it's just a grace and a kindness of the Lord. Mm -hmm. He knew that... Um, it says, you know, in verse two, these people say the time has not yet come to rebuild the house of the Lord. And I went back to Ezra and what we learn in Ezra chapter four, uh, verses four and five, it says that the people who were in the land who were already there were discouraging the people and made them actually afraid to build. Mm. And then they bribed officials to act against them to frustrate their plans. And so you can see why these people are like, no, I mean, I I can't, we can't build right now because we've got all this opposition. We've got, these people are frustrating our plans. And so Haggai's message is no, the Lord is saying it is time to rebuild. Consider your ways. He says that several times throughout this book. Consider your ways. Um, In verse four, I mean, that just really stands out to me. Is it a time Mm -hmm. for you yourselves to dwell in your paneled houses while this house lies in ruins? It's almost like the Lord is saying through Haggai, listen, folks, you need to check your priorities because (laughs) my house, my house, uh, which represents my presence, our our covenant relationship with you is just in ruins. And you guys are sitting here making your house beautiful with this expensive wood. Um, wood that I read was even used in palaces. Like this is oh, really nice wow. wood um, that possibly would have even been used to rebuild the temple. And God's like, hello, we need to, we need to check our priorities. Let's co- you mm-hmm. need to consider your ways. And then he goes that, down into the rest six through 11 really goes into some of those things I need to think yeah. about. Yeah, no, that's such great insight. I think how much um, sometimes, I mean, like you think that would be really hard with the opposition that they've had and uh, how we experience opposition even today and the things that we're doing for the Lord. And it just like in our minds, it just, we can so easily arrive at wrong priorities because that's what it seems like to us. And what a word to say, no, God, he, it's like, you can also see that God is saying like, I know that you seem, it seems like you have good reasons for this. Like you've justified this in your mind but it, you're actually just covering your true motivation because there is an indifference um, to their sin. Like what what can they do about their sin if they don't have the temple and the, they're not observing the sacrifices? And this has been going on for decades. That's so, so true. That's um, really true. That neglect it, is, you know, kind of showing where it, their true heart is. It kind of, I mean, from their point of view, I mean, I, if this was us, you know, if we came back yeah. and we're trying to rebuild our lives, we hadn't lived there in forever, you know, you, you would want to get settled. You would want to <laughs> like get your house in order. Right, right, right. right. But, right. but it's in there and they're sitting there saying, no, 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 we can't do it yet. And then the Lord's like, no, 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 it really is time. Like it's time. Yes. Um, 
And then do you want to kind of walk through the rest here? Yeah, yeah, he, let's okay. do. Yeah. Yeah. So down in like um, kind of the end of verse five, that's when he really introduces this um, command to consider your ways. And I kind of went through and put positives and negatives in each of these verses. So mm. they've sown much, which is a positive. But look, negative, they harvested little. They, mm. They've put all these things in, but it did not. Um, the outcomes were very disappointing. The outcomes did not satisfy what they were hoping for. And, you know, you might think that all of these are just circumstantial, right? I mean, I was thinking about that in my own life. I'm thinking, man, I'm doing all this work. I'm doing this or that. And for whatever reason, that didn't bear fruit. But I, mm -hmm. I might blame it on, oh, well, this circumstance happened. So right. then these dominoes fell. But the Lord is saying, like, you know what? I was actually behind <laughs> all of those things. <laughs> those outcomes. And so yeah. Those outcomes, because they they were not walking in the call that he had placed on them at that time. And right. so it's amazing to think about just in the unseen, he's he's working in the unseen. And it's, yes. I'm not saying that every time our work is frustrated, we have sin in our life. Obviously, we live on, on this side of the fall. But it is, mm. I, I do think it's helpful to, for us even to take the commands here, consider our ways. Ways, Well, right. am I prioritizing the Lord or am I putting my own agenda um, before before His? Right, right. And I think He's given us some ways to test that, right? Like to, because the temple was the place where God's glory dwelt in that time. And so I can ask myself, am I doing the things that I'm doing um for anyone else's glory or any uh, to build with any other agenda other than to bring glory to God um, and to please him. He talks about those sacrifices, um, pleasing him later. But yeah, he's kind of given us a good way to evaluate our hearts and our motivation here. Consider exactly. Our ways. And I even think, you know, just as you just said, if we go down to verse eight, um, go up to the hills and bring wood. And as soon as I heard wood, I'm thinking back to those paneled houses, right? Mm -hmm. Like he say, okay, that wood you were using, now I want you to think about wood and serve it for my house. But here's the motivation to, that I may take pleasure in it, that I may be glorified. And so just what you said, it is really for his purposes and his glory that that he calls us to, to act. Um, I know, that's really good. And I think just the fact that he builds... This, this is interesting thinking about what the, he was actually asking them to do is to build his house. And I know, I don't know about you, but I have actually heard this um, <laughs> as a sermon to raise money, you know, for a building campaign at a church or uh, whatever that we need to, um, you know, not spend money on our own houses, but spend money on God's house, mm -hmm. um, the church. And I think that's another thing just to think how, why context and knowing where we are in the covenant um, is so important because this obviously was the old covenant and this physical temple was the place where God's uh, glory dwell and where they could commune, a uh, sinful man could commune with a holy God, you know, through the sacrifices. And now we're in the new covenant. So we have Jesus and uh, he fulfills all of this in the temple. And we ourselves are now um, the temples of God. And there's this idea of building his house is building his church, which is basically making disciples, right? Yeah. I mean, do you see that? And, beautiful. Um, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. And I do think that I did, I did think about just the American lifestyle, um, mm. how we ourselves, I mean, I don't watch a ton of TV, but when I do, it's HGTV. And I love looking at beautiful things and decor. Right. right. Um, and how it's so easy to 
to spend our money on ourselves, really. Yeah, yeah. And um, especially, I mean, that's just kind of the air we breathe, right? Yeah. It's kind of just, yeah, let's live for for ourselves. But to really say no, like even just our money, um, am I investing in eternal things? Is this really that's up the right. Lord or is this just to please please me? Um, right. And serve really my own little immediate family, or am I looking beyond that to the Great Commission and really His kingdom purposes, even with my own money? Um, mm. No, that's that's really good. We've got we've obviously got a lot uh, to think about already, even in this first section of Haggai, and I'm looking forward to see what um, God has for us in the um, in the future passages. But um, for Courtney Moore, this is Jennifer McClish. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404 404- 465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.